Are you just not gonna go because you're afraid of Luke? It's not what I'm afraid of. Look, your parents taking me in, that's like the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I'm not going to lose it just to kick some guy's ass. But you could totally kick his ass, right? Oh yeah. Welcome to the Bro Scene. Welcome. We're back, baby. My name is Roxy. My name is Ryan. We're here to talk about The OC, our Woo! favorite teen drama, and hopefully yours as well. So exciting. You know, today we're going to be sharing out a couple of shameless pleasures. Of as course, well, as usual. As usual. So hopefully, you know, we, we have a guest today. Hopefully she's got a juicy pleasure. Oh, I can't wait. And if you want to watch the show with us, you can watch it on either the CW Seed at CWSeed.com or on Hulu if you subscribe to that. Less ads on Hulu. Just just a heads up. If you, you pay know? for it, less yeah. ads on Hulu. Truth. You can also contact us on Twitter at BroCPod. And brocpod.tumblr.com. We'll be posting some cool, fun images, some silly stuff on there. So, yeah, check it out. Tweet at us. Use whatever hashtag you want. Yeah, here we are. We're going to talk today about season one, episode four, the, the debut. debut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to unravel some loose ends and find out more about the dramatic mysteries of the OC. Man, we got we got debutante ball. Yep. We have another party. So yeah. many fights. So many fights. Uh, n- a new girl. Ooh. Yes. And yep. then, uh, you know, romance, romance, oh, romance. So, so much, much lust. So much lust so in this much. episode. So um, without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest today, yes, um, yes. who is just goes by Barrett. Um, <laughs> and uh, What's your full name? Yeah. <laughs> My name is Barrett Stingley. Yes. Oh, yeah. But we know you as Barrett. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I'm uh, happy to be here. We're so excited <laughs> to have Barrett here. So um, Barrett is a native to the OC. Uh, Orange County, that is, just south of Los Angeles, California. I met Barrett, what, uh, like probably about a year ago when I got my annual pass to Disneyland, which is in the thriving Orange County, a mecca known as Anaheim, California. And it was a mutual friend of ours that befriended Barrett because they love Disneyland so much Mm -hmm. and was just kind of like took me under her wing, showed me all the ins and outs of uh, of Disneyland. So if you ever have a question about Disney or Disneyland, Barrett is your person. I am your girl. Um, but yeah, so Barrett, tell us about yourself. What do you do? What are the haps? Well, I have li- lived in Orange County, I think, since I was five. I was actually born in Los Angeles, but <gasps> I... Uh, L.A. County. Where yeah. in L.A.? Mm. Uh, I was born in Torrance, lived in Manhattan Beach for the first five years of my life. Then I moved to South Orange County. All right. Uh, I lived in Laguna Hills, followed by, like, Tribuco Canyon. So very, like, the OC is very, like, South Orange County, I uh-huh. would say. So it's very representative of, like, what the show is like. Ironically, oh. now, I still live in Orange County. I live in North County. But I work where they did all of the aerial shots for the show itself, which is, like, Newport Coast. Yes. Um, nice. And so, like, every day when I drive to work, that's what I see. Oh, so. That's amazing. <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> My gosh, you've been you've been everywhere. Look at you. Yeah. California gal. <laughs> I know. And what's really exciting that we're definitely going to be getting a little bit more in depth with in this episode, but is you had a debutante. Yes. Like, so the, the, the episode is the debut. We have our own individual that can give us an inside <laughs> of what a real debutante ball is like. Uh-huh. Oh yes. man, I'm so it's excited. So tell us about your relationship with EOC. Tell us about, you know, do you watch it a lot? What's going on? Well, <laughs> I did watch it once all the way through. I was not interested in watching it, I would say, off the bat, because I was like, a show like this is not going to last. <laughs> and so it was, I think it was probably like mid season one or season mm. two that somebody, one of my friends, kind of was like, oh, I'm watching this show. You should give it a shot. So I kind of like binge watched the beginning and then continue to watch it and then found that I was like the only person I still know le- knew left watching it. So then I was just like, well, this this is cool. Like I'm stuck <laughs> watching this like teen drama now. You're a very good <laughs> friend. Yeah, that, that's, that's loyalty to continue. Like, oh, well, I started watching it. I have to finish the entire thing. Yeah. Just like to finish what I started. <laughs> Dedicated. I like it. <laughs> what was your impression of uh, the episode? I thought it was kind of hilarious because it was like, it took certain things I knew about the Orange County, but kind of like mesh them together. Cotillion, when I was little, was this thing where you kind of like showed up at the local country club and you got paired off with like other rich kids and you like (laughs) danced around and like did etiquette type things and your parents like watched you. Oh, Um, that's interesting. But that wasn't like something that like you did the coming out at. And that's what they, you know, facilitated this particular episode's coming out. My... Mm. My experience with it was it was a nonprofit mother-daughter organization that did, like, this coming out thing where you basically, like, you did it from 7th grade to, like, 12th grade. And then when you're in 12th grade, you had, like, it was called Senior Presents. And that's when, like, your dad walked you. The criteria was to wear a wedding dress. Like, there was no, there was no, there was no, (laughs) like, modification of it. You actually, like... All they had the, all these stipulations you had to follow, and a wedding dress was the only cri- like way to meet the criteria of this white dress you had to show up in. Oh my gosh! That's a, that's, so like that's you're incredible. you're basically picking your wedding dress in yeah. 12th grade. Yeah, and then <laughs> I'll, I'll admit now I'm actually a dropout of that. My sister went through the whole thing, oh my and I watched her. And when she bought her dress, it had all this like beading and all this crazy stuff. And my dad was like, "You're gonna wear this to your wedding, right?" And she's like, "Oh yeah." This is like, she did that in like 1998 or something. (laughs) She's still not married. I don't know what she's doing with that dress. It's probably sitting in her closet. But I guarantee she's not, by the time she actually gets it together, I don't think she's going to wear it. So I don't know. Oh my God. That's amazing. It was either like grade school or junior high. Okay. And it definitely is this thing where like people meet up, they do dancing with the opposite sex, and then they sit down at tables and practice etiquette. And then have like, like... yeah, like kind of like in a league of their own when they do like the etiquette training and everything. Yeah, no? exactly. No? Like my mom literally reference. bought me like a, a Tiffany's book on etiquette as a oh, child wow. that told you like how to like sit and how to put your napkin on your lap and like this really old school stuff. So back to the episode more specifically, do you have any like favorite characters? Um, like, like for for the OC in general, since you've watched all seasons. Oh yeah. I I mean, you know who I forgot about was like Marissa's boyfriend. That blonde Luke. fellow. Oh, Luke. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I was, all I could think about was like, what that, what that guy's up to now. Like he's been on a bunch <laughs> of like crappy, like lifetime movies <laughs> and stuff. I think he was on one with, um, 
uh, Amanda Bynes, like before oh. she, she was like, it was on a desert island. I can't remember the plot, <laughs> but what? he played like a famous guy who, who she like entrapped to be on a desert island with her. I don't know what, what? it's called, but I totally saw this movie and it was all like flashing <laughs> back to me when I saw that actor in the episode. Um, I don't know. I've always kind of liked um, Adam Brody's character. Yeah. I always thought he was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard not to be, but yeah. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't get the appeal of Ryan. Like, yeah. Like, and then I just have to also say Chino Hills. Never is and never like was a ghetto place. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. So, <laughs> we literally just, I, I think the first episode we spent a solid five minutes talking about how apparently to Newport, Chino is like the worst, most There's garbagey place in the awful world. Awful, like it's like worse <laughs> than like the, the hoodiest hood ever. Yeah. But yeah. like literally, I don't think if you went into like Newport Beach and like asked people out on the street, hey, where do you think like the most ghetto place is <laughs> in like a 40 mile radius? I don't think anybody would say Chino Hills, <laughs> you know? Well, and I mean, we were even talking about like how it's so ridiculous that Julie Cooper is from Riverside and like yeah. Riverside's a super nice yeah. place. Yeah, and everyone's too. Like, like, Riverside? Gross. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they didn't pick somewhere that was like in Los Angeles, you know what I mean? More like towards the city. They could have picked somewhere much more obvious. Yeah. So I don't know why they picked Chino Hills. They could have even, if they had gone further into Riverside, they could have found something that was, I don't know. I just, Chino Hills is literally like a suburb. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that, yeah. I just don't see how anything about that, like, and then the episodes where they like show him like house and stuff and there's like a chain link fence and like yeah. the grass is dead and stuff. And I'm like, it's not, I don't, I bet you couldn't find this house in Chino Hills. Like, yeah, I think it was actually filmed in North Hollywood. <laughs> Like, you might as well have just said North yeah. Ho- or Hollywood, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, exactly. Yeah. That's great. We're debunking a lot of myths here. Yes, really thank like God. It. Fact checking. So any anytime you feel the need, please chime in. I will. Uh, we just, we want to present the truth, you know? Uh. That's what we're, we're about. We're about presenting the truth. Um, so uh, the episode, uh, D- uh, DVD quick synopsis from the pamphlet inside of the DVD, uh, mm-hmm. because we don't, we don't like doing that fancy tech stuff. No. Uh, also, the CWC descriptions are garbage. They um, really are. <laughs> They're like one sentence and none of it makes sense. It's yeah. very close to the Netflix descriptions. Big dance is probably what this episode <laughs> yeah, yeah, called yeah. Big dance <laughs> happened. Episode four, the debut. Ryan promised to stay out of trouble, but trouble finds him as he, Seth, Marissa, and others take part in one of the biggest events on the Newport social calendar. The debutante's ball. Ooh, others. <laughs> I'm Ooh. on the edge of my seat. Well, I love it because they don't spoil it, which is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't say, oh, new girl, who's this? Uh, <laughs> A new girl who dis. Who dis, yeah. new phone. Well, I think overall, besides like all the drama and all the showmanship uh, of the debutante's ball, this episode is is kind of about what it's like and maybe what it means to be a lady. Yeah. Uh, I, in yeah. several ways, uh, you know. Ladies, uh, <laughs> sorry. Be, being sorry. a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Ryan? We'll just, we'll just defer to you on everything for this. Uh... Thanks. Yes, I can mansplain um, <laughs> everything that has to Ryan's do with you all. Ryan's a great mansplainer. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, Lots of practice. <laughs> 
uh, you know, we get a newcomer who's also a girl. She gets thrown into this cotillion mess. Anna, uh, we can say her name. Anna. 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 Anna's here. Anna's the best. I uh, love Anna. I She's did not, fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, I did not realize that this happens so early on. Yeah, I thought she I was in, thinking that too. Yeah, yeah, like episode seven or eight or something. Mm. But no, they just bring her right in. Thank God. Thank God. God, somebody's got to talk sense to these teenagers. Hell yeah. It's going to be Anna. <laughs> Great. Well, we open right away with basically the Coens saying, hey, Ryan, you're part of our family now. It's real. It's real. Oh, it's great. Seth has a brother. They have a new son. It took us a few episodes of, of back and forth, but here we are. Sandy's super encouraging about him joining the family. Uh, he makes a crack about him. Hey, you already burned down the house, beat up the captain of the water polo team, and, you know, those ships what have sailed. We're you ready do, for man, you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we got it all. But we do find out Ryan cannot get in trouble because he's still on probation. Thin for, ice. Yeah. For burning a house burning down house and down. stealing no a big car. Deal. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. One more time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like it's like them going, Hey, don't do this just so he can do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> later on in the episode. Let's talk a little bit about getting ready for Cotillion. Ooh, so um, so many deets and so much uh, backed with lust. Yes. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, teen lust. I mean, apparently, according to Kirsten, it's a family tradition for the Coens, which is weird because she seems to be a bit of an outsider. Uh, her and Sandy are not like buying into the noopsy culture, but for some reason, for her, it's like very important to like do this whole cotillion thing and like really wants both Seth and Ryan to to go to this. Maybe deep down, she just wants to fit in with all those noopsies. You know. Maybe. Maybe. Have they introduced like her dad character yet? Not no. yet. Because maybe yeah. that's why. Because like remember he was kind of always like on her back about like doing traditional things. Yes. Oh, they haven't introduced him yet. Not no, yet. I remember that guy. He was a weird guy. Oh, he's, he's a weird great. Guy. Yeah. He he's in Captain the second Captain America movie, which I just watched uh, like two nights lost, ago. Right? He's in Lost. Yeah, <laughs> which Isn't yeah, like it's the, the bigger owner reference. Of the island, right? Like the. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I mean, he's he's great at playing an uh, an ordinary old man. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, he's perfect. He's perfect for Caleb. Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about like the prep. So you didn't go through with it. No, but I've like went. I've been to five or six of those. Like I've seen it all go down. Oh, man. So you have to tell us: is there like a crazy skeleton woman that shames all females just like <laughs> they do in the OC? Like the like the lady with like the the, the thin glasses. librarian glasses. Yes. We didn't even know her name, but wait, yeah. that happened in this episode? I don't remember that. Or she just like hugs Kirsten as she comes in, and she's like, "Oh, hello." Something. You brought the white knights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know, and I was like, With I was their trying clipboard. to, yeah. I was <laughs> trying to remember if there was like a like a younger escort situation. There wasn't. It was just dads who did it. Like so, really? there was no, there was no title for like you know, you didn't pick somebody. There was no, none of that. It was just yeah, you just had your dad escort you and let you out. So there was no like title for that. It was just my dad's gonna walk me. You do like the whole like typical prom situation where you get the dress, go to the mall, get your hair done, makeup done or whatever. And then usually it was always at some banquet room at a hotel. Mm -hmm. So we would all stay there for a night or two and do everything there. Okay. So it was kind of like a whole weekend event kind of deal. Nice. How prevalent is this? Is this a well accepted thing? Is everybody like, yes, this is what all young ladies must do? Or? It definitely was, I would say like 10%. 
of the population was doing this. Okay. So that's why, like, that's why I figured out, I think I dropped out of the nonprofit organization when I was in ninth grade Mm -hmm. because they were doing great things. Like they were, we were doing tons of charity. I literally did Meals on Wheels every weekend, every Saturday and Sunday and did two routes. Like I memorized the routes because we did it so often, (laughs) but it came from this like really unwholesome place. Mm -hmm. My mom was like, you have to do all these hours of community service because you have to get this gold pin that you have to wear (laughs) and they're gonna they're gonna announce like your accolades when you do there's two there was two events like so when you were a sophomore you you did like a fashion show and Uh, they would they would mention like your like in the first episode of the oc (laughs) yeah yeah it's the same thing yeah and they and they do like you know like silent auction like all Mm -hmm. it's it's all for charity Sort of, but then it's just kind of, yeah. But uh, so that's the first thing. So then they start to mention your accrued accolades, like from doing all this like philanthropic stuff. And then you get a second mention when you do the senior presents. So to me, it was like this dirty thing that my mom was making me sign up for to one up other people. Like, oh, you have to meet these benchmarks (laughs) so that we're not the only people who didn't meet the benchmarks. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I I was out. So, but um, we would have these meetings meetings and stuff and we would talk about really nonsense stuff like here's how to take care of your skin and not get skin cancer and I'm like well, this isn't about charity like oh, why are we no. you know it was just uh, I went on to do like my own charity kind of stuff and oh, I great. and that was great awesome. but I missed I do miss like we we used to do meals on wheels like in leisure world if you're like leisure world's like a very big retirement community that's mm-hmm. like synonymous with Orange County oh, and so okay. we used to do it there and I kind of feel bad because we like used to give the people we did on the routes we would give them like Christmas presents and stuff so I felt kind of bad that I didn't get to oh. see those people anymore yeah. but at the same time it was like all this other negative stuff that was coming on with it that I was just like I can't do this for four more years yeah <laughs> yeah okay so as far as like picking dresses was everything brought to you at that space or did you was there like a specific store or like no it was like what? literally it was like where's the closest bridal store like oh. in <laughs> in the local area <laughs> <laughs> and buy the dress weeks in advance to get it altered. Like literally just like a wedding. Like, oh my god! You have to go try on wedding dresses oh, wow. and so like get it altered. Me. Yeah. Oh, like the fact that they that they expected that criteria. I don't know anybody who's part of that anymore because mm-hmm. it literally is only seventh grade to twelfth grade. So. Okay. Uh, but I'm just curious if they still uphold the same kind of old school standards now because it's just so. It's so much money for such a short amount of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So would oh, you say man. like that that the OC kind of portrays that ridiculousness accurately? Yeah, absolutely. And Newport, honestly, is the the mecca of the most old school kind of style of rich kind of people. Whereas like a lot of other areas in Orange County have been more like adaptive, but but there is still like a really strong older community there who's perpetuating all those really old standards like in Newport Beach. Man. That's awesome. I wonder I wonder though like cuz we see like the the guys go in and there's like a rack of just like suits and they're like uh, Armani, Versace, yeah, Gucci. Yeah. And like, just Ryan looks so confused by all these fancy brands. He's yeah. like, uh, "What?" But I can't remember <laughs> did they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Joker. Oh my god. Yeah, just give me a jacket. I'll just uh, wear exactly what I have on right now. <laughs> One thing that struck me in this episode is just Ryan wearing a thread of a choker the entire time. Like he even wears it during the dance rehearsal and it just looks so strange. Oh, that was the coolest though back in was the early it? 2000s. Was that a fashion? Yeah. I don't remember that. No? I don't remember that either. I think they just gave it to Ryan to yeah. make him look like 
trashier because he's from Chino. <laughs> like, I feel like the late 90s, like when I was in middle school, that was like a thing. Like, but okay. but so was Puka Shells, which oh, Luke Puka has. Shells was such a thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a Chino thing. <laughs> maybe it's Chino. <laughs> we'll just pass everything. Yeah, we it's don't not know a garbage. A Chino yeah, thing. it's not a garbage town. They yeah. just wear chokers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the saucy teen romance here between Ooh. Marissa and Ryan. Uh, they see each other while they're getting their outfits for a cotillion. You know, hey's are exchanged. That's how they communicate. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 hey. Cheesy music plays. She finds out he's staying with the Coens and immediately is, is like, oh, I guess we can be friends now, which is like, wah, wah for Ryan. Again, we, we see Summer. She's still kind of a not fully developed character yet, which soon enough we'll get to. But uh, she tries to hit on Ryan and then Seth sort of inserts himself into the situation. And I'm going to play a clip here real quick because it's just a funny Seth moment. And why not? Uh, We need it. (laughs) Here we go. I wanted to introduce you to a couple of white knights in case any of your girls needed a last minute escort. Okay. Every girl needs a white knight. Seth Cohen, White Knight. He's really trying to present himself in a positive light for Summer, and she just does not care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what's nice is we start to see a little bit of that fade away, that admiration. Yep. As, as, as we move on. No spoilers, sorry. No, no. Uh- <laughs> I mean, he's, he's just annoying enough to, like, really get into her head, which is... <laughs> I guess I guess that works for her. Ooh, wait, are we going to talk about the um the when Ryan comes over to Marissa's house? Oh yeah, the, oh, that was yes. the most ridiculous just lustful teen <laughs> like, awkward moment that I like that is that is like bar none like what uh, what being a teenage boy yeah. is like and I'm sure it's just like that, you know, you walk up to a mansion and you know, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the girl that you have a mad crush on is in half of her the dress. beautiful princess. Oh, but, okay. oh. but she got two of them done herself, and then he had to help her with a third one. That's the part I didn't get. Oh, it the was straps like, on the, the back? Yeah. She, he's yeah. like, oh, help me with the last one. I'm home alone. Like, I got these other <laughs> I got these other two on my own, but what about that third one now that you're here? Like, yeah. I just didn't get that part. My favorite part in that is that Ryan hasn't decided whether or not he's going. But after this, oh, like, yeah. this voluptuous, you know, strap time at the, on the front step, <laughs> like, then, then she's like, oh, so you're, you're going to come, yeah? And, like, and, totally and he's, and he go, oh, yeah. Oh, he does <laughs> say that. That's right. And my favorite part is the, like, little, like, ha- like corner of the mouth smirk. Yeah. Just that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that, that's the noise that a smirk <laughs> yeah. would make. <laughs> I was thinking about how would he get off easy about going over to somebody's house just to ask them what time it was at. But then I realized like it's next door, I guess. So, but and it also kind of, it's almost on the edge of like cell phones being for everybody kind of, isn't it? Uh What year was it? 2003. Uh, Like we're probably like 50% of people in high school probably had them at that point. So technically you would have to still kind of be old school about like going over to people's houses yeah. and asking him questions. And he's but, a trash bag from Chino, so he yeah, definitely doesn't definitely have a cell didn't phone. Have that cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right? He had to use a pay phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, all day. Let's, for a second, talk about Jimmy Cooper's situation. Oh, it gets real in this episode. <laughs> for the past three episodes, he's just been like, oh, God, oh, no, oh, everything's fine. Oh, God, but I need money. 
Sandy and him have a discussion about what happened in the previous episode. Jimmy didn't tell Sandy that he borrowed $100,000 from Kirsten. Kirsten also didn't tell him. So Jimmy apologizes and confesses he's ashamed about it. And, and Yeah, and, and as a good friend, though, Kirsten's like, you need help. You're a mess. You're a mess. And uh, I guess Jimmy is under SEC fraud investigation. Which oh, is yeah. it happened so quick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, well, here you go. And then we, we get a moment between Kirsten and Sandy, which we I think we kind of needed in the last episode when they had the conflict, but they take care of it in this episode where where Sandy wants to call all their friends and say, Hey, you know, watch out. Jimmy might be like screwing with your money. And Kirsten wants to hold back on it. He's one of her oldest friends and wants to confront him herself and wants to hear it from Jimmy rather than from other people. He kind of puts her in an awkward position. They argue about him. And yeah, it's the and first cheating, fight, cheating. right? Yeah, cheating and stealing. They fight, which is kind of sad and heartbreaking because we're, we're, we see them as these like perfect human beings. I want to play a clip of Kirsten talking to Sandy about family and, and telling him not to blame Jimmy so much for, for what he's been doing. Um, yeah, a little bit more on Kirsten. Yeah, here we go. He was trying to provide for his family. Yeah, boats, ponies. So you'll defend a two-time drug offender, but you won't defend... Yes. My clients are kids who have no hope, no guidance, nothing. Jimmy Cooper is just another spoiled Newport brat who had everything handed to him. Like me? No, not like you. You would never lie. You would never steal. I would like to think that, but the truth is, there isn't anything that I wouldn't do for my family. Ooh, we got some skeletons, Kirsten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the interesting fun part about the relationship is that he's, we know he's from the Bronx. He's just a chip off the old block. He's like a good dude. And she is part of this Newport culture, even though she is reluctant about a lot of the stuff that they do. I, I think that's their, like, sort of their main conflict. They come from two different worlds, and it's fun to see that so early on in the season. And, and Kirsten can relate to, to Jimmy to some level, but she can also relate to Sandy. Are, um, are white-collar crimes, like, a really big thing in the OC? <laughs> uh, like, how prevalent was, is it? What was the name of that, um, oh, my gosh. It was, like, a major thing in the 90s uh, about that whole company that was, like... Enron? Co- Enron. Yeah. They lived in the same community I lived in, like, a bunch of the people who went down for it, what? as I did when I was growing up. So, like, all these people all of a sudden were like, oh, they're just not living there anymore because that all went down. Whoa. So, yeah, it, it happens. I mean, but I think a lot of it slips through the cracks because it is white-collar crime. But it definitely, yeah. I think, some things do ha- end up happening. So I can, I can only imagine. I feel like, like the richer the people are, mm-hmm. like, the worse <laughs> I believe happen. it. Yeah, well, I think the, mo- the richer you are, the more you end up getting away with, probably. Oh, that's you know? true. So I guess it's a pretty true sentiment to be like, I would do anything for my family because everyone else here does. Yeah. We're all liars and stealers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my favorite part about this. So Julie Cooper, she's, you know, kind of a terrible person, but kind of also amazing. Uh, <laughs> she she comes up to Jimmy and asks him uh, which credit card she can use. 
And Jimmy just is like, no, no, not the Amex. Not the Amex. Please, no, God, not the Amex. Mm. Like, he's just freaking out about her using the specific credit card. Yeah, Amex, you got you to gotta pay it out. off every every month. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a, no limit, but you got to pay it off. Uh, one of my favorite parts about Jimmy, too, was when he tried to pay and Holly's dad comes up. Yeah, like, we learned it's Holly's dad, <laughs> yeah. be- beach teen party provider, right? Yes. Gosh. And he's just, like, trying to pay for food or something, and, and his card gets declined yeah <laughs> and uh holly's dad gets called off but he's like i'll oh, just pay cash <laughs> here you go <laughs> but yeah holly's so dad has got like a juicy business you know deal he's got to he get done <laughs> i'm really overusing juicy <laughs> today <laughs> and he's like uh yeah i just need to withdraw like two hundred fifty thousand dollars or whatever and jimmy's like jimmy's like literally like shaking yeah. and like turning blue <laughs> oh my god it was it's so good it's so good it's so filled with tension great build-up for sure. For sure. On a side note. Yeah. Teen beach parties. Oh. How often do they happen? Have you ever been to yeah. one? They were more like, let's bring wine coolers to the bonfire <laughs> in like a fire pit in on the beach in San Clemente. And let's just like hide the booze in the sand and hope that we don't get <laughs> caught. Like that was more like my version. Uh-huh. There were house parties and like pool parties and stuff too, but it was like... Definitely not on, like, the high-end scale. <laughs> like, it wasn't like we ordered DJs and caterers every time, like, somebody had a house party. It was like we stole pallets from behind the grocery store and took it to the fire pits at the beach and stole, like, one, like, six-pack from our parents' house or something. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. So, That's great. But still, uh, bonfires. Okay, cool. That yeah, paints yeah. us a picture, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did mention house parties. So were these house parties just, like, they weren't necessarily lavish, but it was like everyone's in their bra and like doing cocaine <laughs> off the table and like well, like so all that stuff happened, right? Like this Absolutely all Absolutely not. Oh no. <laughs> if it was, I wasn't in the room for it. <laughs> I think it was more like beer. <laughs> Speaking of teens, one thing that kind of bothered me about Seth in this episode is that he is very judgmental of the Newport community, but he talks about like Marissa setting up Brian with a sad, lonely girl, and it just feels gross. And it's like, ah, oh, bro, no, no, don't do that. That's not cool. I think that's definitely a throwback to kind of, we talk uh, occasionally just about like how gender is perceived and just yes. like different comments that would be really insensitive now yes. that we've kind of seen. So like the one that I was thinking of was Luke makes another Luke Ugh, comment yes. um, where, yeah. where, you know, Ryan's like just talking to Marissa and, and it doesn't go like, Oh, well, so Chino's, I, I, you know, I'd be jealous right now if Chino wasn't gay. Huh? Ugh, right. Yeah. And it's like, like Oh boy. Oh, I feel I like know. comments like that were in vogue back then though, by like yeah. the, like nowadays people would never even like, if you were like the nemesis, they would never put those words like in a script just because it's so controversial. Whereas before, like gay was a very prevalent, like negative descriptive word yeah. just to be like, you're a loser. Yeah. And it's like, that's cool that we used to all say that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. I kind of had flashbacks going like, oh no, did I say this? I hope oh, I wasn't no. this person. Oh, uh, uh, God, we all did it. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I <laughs> definitely remember describing things as gay when I was yeah. like, <laughs> and uh, it wasn't like, it wasn't like about somebody being happy. Like, no, oh, no. It just took me like one day, like one friend was like, 
why do you use that as a word? And I was like, you're right. It's stupid that I'm using that as a word. And I like never looked back. But I was just, yeah, there was a point in time where I was doing that. And I'm just like embarrassed for myself that I ever did that. I mean, how much stupid crap did we all say when we were preteens? Like, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, speaking of cool teens, though. At this cotillion rehearsal, we meet Anna. Anna. She's the coolest. But yeah, she's like the person that we all want to be. Like, I know I know myself. I'm comfortable with myself. And she's going to throw a wrench in this in this party here. But do you think that we all felt that way? Like, I think us mm-hmm. felt that way. But oh, like, yeah. do you think that everyone who watched that show was like, oh, she's great? I think there was probably a lot of people who were like, oh, no, Marissa's the best. Like, oh, they, probably. Probably, they yeah. probably just saw her more as like a Seth. And they were just like, oh, that's the nerdy character. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. do you think there's like a subgenre of people that liked all the opposite, like a bizarro? I think so. Whoa. Oh, I, I didn't even so. think about that. I didn't think about that either. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I guess you only know what you're exposed all to. Those, so. Yeah, all those girls I pieced out on in my debutante upbringing, I think, are the people who liked the opposite thing. Whoa. You know what I mean? Do you yeah. think they watched the OC? I think so. Yeah. My, my sister's the opposite of me, and she is that person, mm. and she would identify with, like, Marissa or something like that, you know, and she oh. would just be like, what's that weird person that likes comic books? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this show just gets me. Let's talk about practice dance. That Anna and Ryan are getting wrong, and Marissa steps in, and there's touching involved. It is, okay, my favorite part. It's in slow motion. (laughs) Did you guys realize that? Is it in slow motion? It's in slow motion. I just thought it was a really long time. No, they literally slow it down. I don't know that it's in slow motion. Like, and there's like a little like sound, like that's when the music kind of starts. Well, when he he's moves like, his hand down very slowly. I don't think it's slow motion. It has to be slow motion. <laughs> I remember look, seeing it and being like, uh, I, I also watched this episode on an iPhone 4 oh, okay. at, uh, <laughs> at the Subaru dealer. So I, maybe it was just <laughs> having trouble buffering. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, there's. I swore it was in slow motion. No, okay. I think it was like quintessential, like like tell like teen show okay. where they just like make things feel like it's the longest moment possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lower, lower is what oh, she yeah. says, right? Oh, that t- yeah. uh, it's just like, like put your head lower. Yeah, hypersexualizing <laughs> everything. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah and this this made me think of when ryan goes to marissa's house and like helps her with her like straps he just looks at her back like he's never seen a back in his entire life but it seems weird because he seems like he's supposed to be like this like i've seen things kind of guy yeah so then why is he like a little girl when he like has to like touch her back in the first place Maybe Ugh. because he's like not a real bad guy, just like how Chino isn't a real bad city. <laughs> I think you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I get, I get, I get the levels that this show is built on. I see I, what they're doing. I agree, though. Like, I feel like this is not Ryan's first rodeo with uh, girls. Like, yeah. definitely not. So, yeah, the fact that he's so like, oh god. Maybe because she's funny. like on such a higher level. He's like, oh, oh she's rich and like. I'm like from the little city and like maybe it's that whole like he just feels inadequate because she's like on a different level. And there's so much at stake. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Can't can't set another house on fire. Yeah. (laughs) Because once he starts dating Marissa, he's just going to steal a car. He's going to steal her car. Honestly, everyone. That's where all like the all the drama happens is because like she's almost like bad news and she wants to like only hang out with bad dudes. It's like he only gets into trouble when she's involved. Like Mm -hmm. every time in this episode, anything bad things happen. It's because she like 
antagonizes him with like her crappy current boyfriend and stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's always an involvement. Like he's trying to do good, but like whenever she's around, like bad things happen. Yep. Right. Like what an interesting social perspective, right? Like you take the kid out of the hood and, and he gets in more trouble yeah. than where he's from. Yeah. Which is what they said in the first. Yeah, episode. exactly. Uh, throwback. <laughs> Seriously, like like the house fire thing. It wasn't like he was he was like dumping gasoline everywhere and setting <laughs> yeah, it on yeah, fire. Yeah, like Luke true. and his Luke and his bros came and yeah. ruined everything. He's just easily swayed. Yeah, like he needs yeah. to choose better friends. Yeah, and better girlfriends. Yes, yeah, and better 100%. towns to grow up in. Yeah, because he's a good kid. He just needs a chance, right, Sandy? Yeah, yeah. he should have yeah. just moved over to Diamond Bar and everything would have been great. Exactly. Yeah, because kids have that choice, right? Kids can just move whenever they want. Let's talk about the pre-party. I know we touched on it a little bit. Ooh, um, it's, it's at Holly's. It's at, of course it's at so Holly's. It. Every party is at Holly's. Did you have a Holly in in, in your childhood? <laughs> I I honestly don't remember it being. I remember there were guys who were like more like the party throwers. There was like a couple cool guys in high school who had the parents who just like didn't care, mm, you know, yeah. like whether it was like the parents were divorced or I don't know. There was a lot of those house like broken households who had like the I feel bad, so I'm just going to let my kid do whatever they want in the house mm-hmm. kind of houses. So there's definitely that. Cool. I think so far there's been a party every episode, <laughs> which is great. Uh, good Perfect. for them. Seth convinces Ryan to go to this party because Seth is gunning for summer. Who wants to get rid of him at any cost? She offers up two Jack Johnson tickets to Holly, a massage at Williams-Sonoma, and all the cash in her purse, which could probably be like up to $300, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? no, I think she said it was nine. Didn't she say she had like she's nine. like she had like all the cash I have and she like counts it out and it was like nine or like eleven dollars. Oh. It was like all oh, ones. Oh yeah, I she's spending that. it all. She's spending it all for sure. Trouble finds Ryan. Marissa comes to talk to him, and Luke and Marissa get into a fight. What I do like about this fight is that Ryan stands up for Marissa and kind of tells Luke like, "Hey, stop telling what to do. Mm-hmm. Don't be like the stereotypical like lame boyfriend." And Luke punches Ryan. And Ryan does not fight back, which is super important because he can't get in trouble. He doesn't want to cause another scene. He's a Cohen now. He's a Cohen now. And Cohens don't punch people, Mm -hmm. as we learned from Seth. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, another scene is caused at the end of the episode, just like last episode where Ryan's mom just lost her shit. (laughs) This, This episode, Holly's dad loses his shit. And it's fantastic. So I I just love Holly's dad just shouting, thief! And like everyone's going like, leave. Like you can hear people in the background just being like, you go, just, just leave. And then they're like, tomorrow, tomorrow, we'll talk about this tomorrow. And he just like flips out on him. Yeah. Were there ever any like big fights? Or, like, was the was the hierarchy of drama in the OC constantly like, <laughs> hey, there was an alcoholic mom that fell on a table like earlier. Oh, and then here's the the white collar crime bro getting called out by you know the dad that doesn't care about his kids and just gives him money in beach houses. I don't. I mean, obviously, I was never at these adult parties, but from what the things I did experience, it seemed like there was a lot of like questionable infidelity you know there was i remember this one woman who was just like typical oc wife except she was like brunette versus like the typical blonde but she would get super like sauced at parties and then flirt with other dads and so then those moms would get mad and i don't know if if it ever like 
I'm sure somewhere somebody was picking up and doing this, but <laughs> I, I remember visibly like thing. there would be those part like those couple like Christmas parties or whatever where it, it ended up being adults and kids, and even I would witness like her being weird with some of the dads and stuff. I mean, it was usually more like there would be infidelity with like international business traveler guys mm. who went to like other countries and had like a second family. Like oh, that stuff, Jesus. that stuff was legitimately happening, Whoa. but like under the noses and like physical fights. I don't remember witnessing any of that, but definitely infidelity was happening for sure. Jeez. <laughs> wow. That's heavy. Mm-hmm. Two families. Holy Super shit. heavy. I, yeah, I know these people. <laughs> oh boy. These things happened. Uh, oh that's, my God. Let's I don't want to say it's so cool. Names. But, <laughs> 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 yeah. but such an OC thing. Oh my God. Well, yeah, let's talk about the fight real quick. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that Sandy comes to the, Jimmy's rescue, even though they're having some issues. He's not really, I guess he's protecting Jimmy, but he's protecting Jimmy more for Kirsten than anything else to kind of show her like, okay, I get your point. You know, I don't want to fight with you anymore. So that's really nice. Julie, on the other hand, just is like, oh, I can't believe this happened. Doesn't come like, to her so husband's done. side. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I thought we were getting a second pony. Yeah. Like, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I want that second pony. Uh, yeah, and like she literally does nothing, which is like, oh, that's really... That's really sad. But you get the idea that she hasn't really cared all along because she, like, yeah. legitimately, because she's just like, oh, you'll figure it out. Like, you yeah. deal with the money, like, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fine. Like, be more okay. ponies and uh, d- CLKs. Yeah, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> we finally get a great audio clip from, another great audio clip from Seth, um, which I think we should probably use for the rest of the episodes we ever do. It's perfect. It's perfect. Perfect. So perfect. And here it is. It's quite a little uh, debut you had tonight. You really know how to present yourself. Finally a Cohen who can bro down. Finally a Cohen who can bro down. Yes. Uh, fantastic. And that's what we do here. We bro down about yeah. the OC. Ooh, can, let's talk about Anna and Seth. The way that they, they come together is fantastic. She uh, seems to be on his level. She brings the sass. Definitely. And like brings the truth to Seth and like kind of asks him to man up, which is nice because he needs to hear it. <laughs> right. Which which then leads us to, you know, the the demise of uh, Seth and Summer. Kind right? of. Yeah. Like he's like turns her down. She's like, oh, hey, I'm back. I don't have a date anymore. And he's like, sorry. Oh, I got one. Oh, it's that it's that great. Like no dance like that. Yeah. Line. Yeah. He's uh, like, uh, no. No. <laughs> It's it's such a it's such a great set thing. And uh, because Ryan initially didn't want to come to Cotillion, it, it brings the both of them together. They get along famously. They talk about comic books, which I'm a huge fan of. And uh, when I initially watched this episode, it was like, yes, they're talking about stuff that I'm into. Yeah. I love it. Uh, and I'm gonna, nerd alert. I'm gonna go ahead and play another clip. I mean, whatever you think about the whole superhero movie genre, at least it's getting people to read the original source material. I cannot believe that you read comic books. I I mean, you're a girl. What is that supposed to mean? And I call them graphic novels. In fact, if more people did, maybe the whole form wouldn't be so marginalized. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) 
But yeah, I mean, that to me was like, what? I feel the same way. Uh, and good on her for being like, what does that mean? When he's like, you're a girl and you like comic books? Come on, Seth, get but it if together. You, if you think about it at this at this year, mm-hmm. like it was not in like the mainstream media that it was really cool to be like into comic books. That's if you think true. About it, this was kind of like one of the first times where you like saw like, first of all, people who were like, becoming popular like mm-hmm. into comic books and then even like women yeah because now it's like everyone's doing it but it was not that that juncture it was not cool to do those things yeah. so it was kind of like paved the way for these later things now i think that is when superhero movies sort of started becoming the norm yeah which is crazy to think about because it's been what like over 10 years now that we've had like spider-man and like yeah Superman movies. That was, that was back when, uh, what's it called? Like, Spider-Man. And the just Spider-Man the first with Spider-Man uh, just came out yeah. with Toby, yeah, the, Toby, the Toby McGuire. McGuire Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Then that comes up. That's right. You know? Yes. But, oh, yeah, I forgot. That was like oh. the thing that was going on right there. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. That, that's that's a great association. To, like, yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. media. Yeah. But it's great. It's just great that he kind of gets his counterpoint in this episode. And it's in a form of this like cool girl who like kind of gets plopped into the storyline um let's just let's just go right on down to the end ryan finds marissa wistfully looking at the ocean you know as uh, beautiful princesses do i guess and this scene is set to sheila by the smashing pumpkins to it's set to to sheila by the smashing pumpkins which is which lovely it's lovely and also very funny to just hear uh uh billy corrigan's like yeah. rasp over them Tonight. like ah. that's a different song <laughs> a different but song. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know of course Luke shows up again like it's in a different setting but they repeat the same like scenario over mm-hmm. and over again in this episode with the three of them and Luke shows up apologizes asks to take her home and then she just kind of goes ah, I just need to be alone and then runs off and uh, we end the episode very dramatically on Ryan's just really sad face. <laughs> He's got a lot to think about, guys. <laughs> yeah, no smooches for you in this episode. Zero no smooches. <laughs> Sassiness and no smooches should be the should be the CWC description yeah. <laughs> of this episode. Dance. Sassiness, no smooches. Sassiness ensues. No smooches. No smooches. Uh, Sorry, I- teens. <laughs> Does anyone have any final thoughts about the episode or like something that you really liked about it that was really either really like cheesy, but you still enjoyed it? I mean, the only other thing I could think of is like, it just seems like Luke is constantly doing things to like antagonize Ryan. So like Mm -hmm. maybe it's almost like we were talking about like white collar crime or whatever. Didn't, doesn't he just like get off like every time like they do the same crime or the like accomplices in the same problems, but then like Luke gets the like, like the white collar like resolution and then like ryan gets like the blue collar resolution but it's kind of messed up because you like watch i mean and obviously this is the picture they're trying to paint like you watch like him do everything and you like feel that like sense of like anger because you're like when is he gonna see his day you know what i mean like yeah (laughs) but i was just thinking about that because like several times he's like he's just like trying to like antagonize him in this episode mm-hmm. and like he's trying so hard to resist he's like i'm not going to go to the dance i don't want to go to this party yeah and then that guy's just like poking the bear like yep. over and over yep. like it's just kind of sure. messed up and also i think marissa's also doing the same thing not kind of subconsciously yeah. because she wants to like 
be with him yeah but the same result is like achieved yeah like he literally goes to that party sits on the couch and she's like hey like come yeah. into the bear's mm. den yeah and he's like no i'm good yeah and she's like okay fine i'll come to you yeah. Like, yeah. it's like oh gosh just leave the boy alone for uh, one right. second stop trying to break him uh, she's like i need a bad boy so bad yeah and like she knows like deep down she knows it's like the wrong choice like just like break up with luke like just just grow some balls like seth does and just break up with luke yeah and date Ryan. Who cares? Like, just do it right. Do it the right way, Marissa. It, like, like that, that brings me to the moment that I really enjoyed from this episode um, was Julie Cooper's talking about, like, how, like, you need to have Luke. Like, he's from a good family. Yeah. Like, he's he's got all this. And, and she's uh. actually, like, having this thought, like, hey, like, maybe it isn't, like, I'm, I'm 17 years old. Yeah. Like, maybe this isn't the person I'm going to, like, you know, live the rest of my life with. Duh. Yeah. Um, and and she like keeps going on about like like how her sister like lives in a trailer park and that ruined it for her mother and that and, and that, like, Riverside and Riverside <laughs> oh and that, but then but then like that like it's it's all just this ridiculous like belligerent um you know uh, like just high class talk and then the like the last thing she says is nothing in life is certain and like I think that that like was really really cool and kind of like that deep underlying like yeah. ooh like Julie Cooper's got some depth she like does. she is like she's Ryan Atwood mm-hmm. but just like female and like you know 30 years later and it's ironic because it's exactly. not certain because Jimmy's super poor demise is <laughs> coming very soon if very well soon. at the end of this episode yeah yeah uh, and and so so it's kind of cool because like nothing is certain but it's like so that you know shit's gonna fall like yeah, you yeah. know in the next few episodes obviously yeah, I, yeah. I mean if we can infer and um and then it's it's also just like oh wow well she'll be prepped for it because she's already like nothing is certain yeah. like i already know that in life because i've had a crappy life and yeah. that's why i fight so hard to be here mm-hmm. and so it kind of also adds like hey maybe you're not the total devil like yes, yeah, there's a reason sure. why you act the way that you do and to kind of shed some light on the depth of julie cooper well, she like yeah. clearly cares about her daughter and wants her daughter to be comfortable and provided for but she's just kind of going about it in the worst possible way like she's like a man is your answer instead Mm of oh you're your own answer you can provide for yourself Mm -hmm. like she just wants somebody else to always take is that's what she's doing with jimmy yeah that's how she's been successful yeah but that's why like newport's perfect for them because it's like a very old school ideal is like you have to have a man to take care of you versus Mm -hmm. like you know, now nowadays it's like you just take care of yourself and if you get those other people, it's like a bonus, you know? Yeah. But that's like, she's just old school about it and she's in the perfect place for that. Yeah. She's a noopsie. <clears throat> through and through. Yeah. How about, how about your moment, Roxy? <laughs> my moment? Um, <laughs> your bromant. <laughs> my bromant. Oh, well, I guess it could be a... a, a not necessarily a, a bromant. <laughs> not necessarily a bromant. It could be a bromant. Um... Actually, one of my favorite parts was uh, Ryan and Sandy playing video games together. (laughs) Just because it's so funny to watch Sandy, like, kind of bumble through video games and then actually be good at them and end up, like, beating Ryan at the end. And it's a nice moment because they both refuse to go to this cotillion and it's like... They're just having like a bros night in and it's it's sweet and their bonding continues. And, you know, as we've talked about ad nauseum, uh, Sandy relates to Ryan and, and they've kind of got a real close, close bond forming. So it, it was just fun 
to to get that nugget like oh hey we're both home together what what else are we gonna do let's just play some video games and like eat chips together like it's just i don't know it's great it's not really that cheesy but it's just a nice more heartwarming moment that's yeah. totally a precious broman yeah oh for sure <laughs> Uh, okay, the last thing. What What's something that you really are enjoying in your life this week? Something that uh, we call them shameless pleasures. So it could be as like uh, small or big or, or funny or silly or, or great as you want it to be. Yeah, because guilty pleasures implies that like you should feel shame for yeah, it. Yeah, and, and we don't want shameless that. Shameless here. Shameless. Uh, well... I wouldn't say it's just this week, mm -hmm. but I did choose to start re-watching Dawson's Creek recently. Yeah, And I would say, because there's not a lot of things I feel ashamed of, like how nerdy I'm into stuff, but Dawson's Creek is like definitely something where I like try to hide it and pretend like it's not part of my life. <laughs> um, but I'm like, right now in season three, right when like Joey's about to take off with uh, Pacey on uh -huh. a boat. So it's like all the good stuff. Uh, but, um, and so it's, emotional. I own them on DVD, which is even worse. I wish they were not <laughs> in great. my collection. Uh, but yeah, it's like I've been watching. I was like, I can't, I can't stop now. I can't watch anything else. <laughs> I have to finish it. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I've been watching this for like 20 years or something. Yeah, you don't want to wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh. And, every, and, every, and every time I watch it, it gets worse. Like, oh, of course. Geez. It's so bad. Oh, that's how it works, though. You know, yeah. I mean, that's what we were revisiting the OC and like just rewatching every episode. We're like, this is not great, but we love it. Uh -huh. <laughs> There's but, just uh, that element of like. Yeah. Fel yeah. Felicity's in that, right? I've actually never no. seen Dawson's Creek. Is, oh, no. So no. Felicity's a Felicity's different show. Felicity? in the show you mean, with her uh, name. You mean, you mean Carrie cool. Russell? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, she has. I thought her name was Felicity. Wait, in real life? Wait, that actually reminds me of a second guilty pleasure I'm having this week that has to do with Carrie Russell. Great. What? Please, okay. please. We want to so when, when I was like in. a little kid, um, I loved MMC, like the Mickey Mouse Love that was on oh, like the Disney yeah, Channel. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. which she was and on. I had... I had a CD that I found at like Big Lots from like 10, 15 years ago or something that I was, I've been trying to listen to in my car, but it's all like scratched up <laughs> and it like skips. And so I went on Amazon, $5. What? I've been listening to it all week in my car and it's the best. It's, so it's just Mickey Mouse Club? Yeah. Like, but it's, Carrie Russell's not actually in it, but her like boyfriend who was in the show, like Tony Luca and like mm. JC Chazay's in it. Oh, and, yeah. Like, like JT, JT and like, uh, wasn't Ryan no. Gosling? Before weren't, weren't their they? time. This oh, is like a okay. CD that came out like the generation prior to like uh, Ryan Gosling and like Justin Timberlake and like those Brittany, people. Right? Uh, Brittany. Yeah, because they were like around? the last, they were like the last recruits and uh, like right before the show got canceled. Mm -hmm. This is like a CD that came out like JC Chazay was in it and like, yeah, Carrie Russell, Tony Luca, I don't know, like a bunch of other random people, but it's so dated. Like the CD is so good. <laughs> I can't even handle it, but uh, I mean, it's literally my CD player in my car right now. What's it, what's it called? It's, I think it's just called MMC. MMC? Yeah. Okay. But it's adorable. Like, uh, and it's, it's just, it's so time stamped. It's amazing. Did you okay. get the last copy on Amazon? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure there are more copies. Oh, thank God. Uh, we'll try to find it and put a link to it on the vlog, <laughs> just in case any of you really want. Blood. To check it out because I am definitely gonna check it out. It's so good. Oh my god, oh, that's so great. Uh, Ryan, that's would you like to go next? Yeah. So um, <laughs> this this one's very fresh in my brain. Um, I love, and I know that it's it's like not a very popular opinion, but I love Macklemore. I think he's fantastic. Great. I was so into thrift shop 
when it came out. And, <laughs> like a- any any one of his songs, like Downtown, like Throw Shop, I'm totally into. But I just recently heard um, Dance, Dance Off. Have you guys heard it yet? No. So it's, I, I don't know if it came out this week or something. Um, but a friend told me about it and it's featuring Idris Elba from like The Wire what? and Luther. What does he right. do on it? So he pretty much, and, and of course, like McElroy's videos are legit too. Like <laughs> I love, like, like the downtown video yeah. is like absolutely supreme. Mm-hmm. Um, and this video is pretty good. But so Idris Elba is like, um, he's like kind of like evilly talking, like he's a villain and he's dressed like Cruella de Vil. And he's like at this organ and it has like this kind of thriller <laughs> organ like beginning uh, part. And it's like, I challenge you to a dance off. Oh. And it's absolutely perfect. And I'm so glad that Idris Elba does it because I it, I would, I, I don't know if I would be listening to it nonstop. And I just uh, drove back from San Diego last night and it was the only song I listened to for like, two hours like like, repeat one listen to it over and over like i even went for a run this morning and i just had it on repeat and and that and i guess like that's my that's my shameless pleasure right now how about you rocks well this week i'm gonna take a break from my usual uh you know uh comic book slash you know whatever pop culture thing i'm into it's currently to talk a little bit about my shameless pleasure uh which is Pellegrino, the sparkling water. <laughs> Ooh, what, what flavor? Just regular. Just the regular, like, just sparkling water. Oh. Yeah. They have Wait, that. There's like, there's like, cause, I yeah. thought you had to get a flavor. No, you don't have to. You can, which is great, but you don't have to. Uh, this is like the clear, they, they sell them at Trader Joe's. You can get them individual, like, glass bottles or, like, a case. And I like them so much that I've literally considered getting a case. Like when I go to Trader Joe's. That's awesome. Uh, and I know like LaCroix is like everybody's, you know, everybody's on that LaCroix tip right now. But I prefer Pellegrino because if you leave it out for a little while, it's kind of like half bubbly, half water. Like it's kind of like because starts becoming flat. And I actually don't mind that. Like okay. I really enjoy that for some reason. But yeah, that's it. That's my that's my shameless pleasure. Go buy some Pellegrino. It's delicious. Um, anyone have anything uh, to plug? You can find me on Twitter at yes. I can't bear it. The <laughs> <laughs> <Hey. laughs> so spelling of my name is a little bit different. So it's I C A N T B E R I T, and I pretty much just post. Uh, I'm a big. Uh, Disney Parks fan, so I post a lot of content, offbeat content about Disney Parks, uh, and uh, I also am on Periscope, Instagram. I think that's. But it. like, you're you're a legit Periscoper. Like, we'll be at oh, Disneyland, yeah. and like, people who follow her on Periscope will be like, "Oh my god, oh my god, it's Barrett!" What? Like from Periscope. That's amazing. Can I have your autograph? No. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I follow you around for yeah. two and a half hours? Can I periscope can I... you periscoping? Uh, yeah. This I, happened. It's legit. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel I feel like I've learned so much just yeah. from I mean not only knowing you but following you on social media about Disney parks. Yeah. Like I never could have thought that like it, within a year I would know so much. Yeah. Oh if gosh. you ever just want to know about like little. Uh, 
little nuggets of information or history or just weird things about Disney parks, I'm your girl. Oh my gosh. Uh, my plug is really quick and it's for another podcast, the uh, Batman, the animated series podcast. Um, it's great. They, they also do kind of a episode play by play and have great, awesome guests and interviews with people who worked on the show, um, like Andrea Romano, who did a casting for it. And she has a lot of fun, cool insights into the show and all the actors and kind of their process. And, and it's super, super fun. Um, and it's run by my friend Justin Michael. And he's also a very funny, very great human being. Yay! Whee! Batman the Animated Series. Go follow follow them on social media or follow him on social media and uh, listen to the podcast. That's awesome. Yeah. Yay. Uh, I definitely want to plug uh, the Nerdist School. Uh, this Ooh. is our first time recording in the uh, podcast studio, Yay. which has been awesome. Thank and you. wonderful thank you, thank Veronica you. for being our tech today. Yay, um, it's a great community of people. Um, super supportive. Um, awesome, awesome, wonderful improv. Uh, it's right next to Meltdown Comics. So, you know, if you're really into like Seth Cohen and comic books and all that kind of stuff, like this was like your mecca. Yeah, um, that's so, great. Yeah, that's yeah. Fantastic. So, this is a wonderful place with great people. So, Yay, come great. on out. Thank you again to Nerdist. And uh, thank yeah, you, we'll Barrett, thank you, Barrett, for coming out. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> We're so happy to have had you here. I'm, I hope you had a great experience. This has been fun. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, everybody, you know, enjoy your shameless pleasures, watch some teen dramas, and we will see you uh, next time where we'll go through episode five Woo! of season one. Woo! Bro down. Bro, bro and down. Bro down.